Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you want to do one easy thing that'll put a smile on my face, make sure to hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by DCWicker05. You said 7am to 3pm. I worked for a trucking company. They made sucrose for different food plants in the area. Turkey Hill, Pepsi, etc. My job was to wash the inside of the liquid sucrose trailers so they could be reloaded. This was done by hooking them up to an automated wash system. I drove the lot, picked up an empty trailer, took it to the two-trailer wash bay building, hooked it up and ran the cycle, then parked the wash trailer in the loading staged area. I was hired as a temp to replace the previous first shift guy who injured his knee. When I was hired, him and a guy who kinda knew the job taught me how to do it, but there was only one official first shift person who knew the job. The other guy just could kinda fumble his way through it. Then there was a second shift guy who knew the job as well. The job required you to be extremely active. You worked in a room that would sometimes seem like it rained from all the steam condensing on the ceiling because you were washing two at a time with 190 plus degree water for a 20 minute session. I ended up being hired full time from the temp agency. The company actually bought out my contract because I was doing so well and the first shift guy ended up retiring due to his injury. About a year later, the second shift guy quits out of nowhere, so they hire a new guy, and now I have to train him. This guy is less than good at the job. I keep telling management that, but, you know, they're management. Eventually, he ends up dropping a trailer off the lift truck before putting the lift down, bending the landing gear, and doing $11,000 in damage. Anytime there's an accident, they require a drug test. He tested positive for cocaine and was fired. I ended up having to do first and second shift by myself since I was the only person who knew the job. It wasn't that bad because second shift didn't have as many trailers, so a 10 hour day and I'd usually be done. Eventually they hired a new guy, very very big fellow, and this didn't seem like a fit for him. About 3 months in, the loaders come over cause there's no clean trailer staged. They found him passed out on top of a trailer. They honestly thought he had a heart attack or something, but it turns out he was just drunk. So he got fired. Guess who's back to working both shifts? At first it wasn't too bad. I could get 4 trailers done in an hour, so 32 in an 8 hour shift if I'm busting butt. There was literally no way to do it any faster since there's a 20 minute wash cycle and you still have to pull 2 trailers in and hook them up. Normally there were about 25 trailers for first shift and 8 to 10 for second shift, but then a company that took 5 plus dry trailers a shift for first and 3 to 5 a shift for second tripled their order for wet trailers due to these on-site processing plants going down. I went from 10 hour days to working from 6am to 11pm for like a month straight. In the summer, in a building that got about 10 plus degrees hotter than the ambient air was. I kept telling my supervisor, my plant manager, and the company manager that I couldn't keep this up. 
I kept being told I had to do my job. Do as you're told. Well, one time I worked from 6 a.m. to 1 a.m. Thursday and back in at 5.30 a.m. Friday. That was the day I caused $5,000 in damages. I backed a trailer out without unhooking it first, ruining the hoses, and pulling a pump off the mounts. So now I had to get drug tested, and since the last two guys failed, on the drive there, my manager asked me if I was going to fail. I said it depends what they test for. He said they test for everything. I asked if that included caffeine and exhaustion. He just kind of blankly looked at me and then turned back to the road. Drug test passed, taken back to work. Now I only have one wash bay to use due to the damage I caused. And I have to back into it because it's the first bay that's broken in a pull-through setup and maintenance is there repairing it. I ended up being there till almost one again. Monday I come in, having almost fallen asleep on the drive, I pulled my manager aside, the plant manager aside, and the owner's son aside. They all said, just gotta do the job I was hired to do, do what I'm told. They said they're working to find a new person, so I just need to keep doing my trailers. So, Tuesday, that's what I did. When I was hired, I was told my schedule was 7am to 3pm. And the trailers in that time slot were mine, along with the first two second shift trailers, if they were there by 2.30pm. So I got there at 7, did only the first shift trailers and two second shift trailers, as I was told, when I got hired, and clocked out at 3pm. I shut my phone off and took my girlfriend to the fair. The next morning, I went in at 7 once again and got to work. The supervisor and plant manager get in at 9, and 9.05 they're in my office. I get escorted to the office of the owner's son, where he proceeded to chew me out for a solid 45 minutes. I just sat there and let him rant. Turns out once I left, my supervisor and plant manager had to do my job. And you know, since they were supervisors and plant managers, obviously they were trained in the position and knew exactly what to do. They managed to do four trailers from 5pm when they realized I left until midnight. This is the same amount I could do in one hour. So once his rant was over I said, well, clearly you're not going to fire me. He was taken aback. I continued, you have no one who can do my job. You didn't take me seriously when I said I couldn't do it alone anymore, and so I decided I'd show you how important I was. I've got a kid and a life outside this job. The pay is great, but I'm not going to kill myself to get it and put in 90 to 110 hour weeks in the dead of summer. You said 7am to 3pm when I got hired, and that was what I was told, so that's what I did. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to give me a raise and three weeks paid vacation. You're going to let me pick the guy who takes second shift. If you can't find someone willing to take second, I'll train them on first and transfer to second when they're fully trained. But I'll get the shift differential on top of my raise if I do that. He looked at me like I just robbed him, but then after a solid five silent minutes, He agreed. See, each trailer that didn't get washed the night before was assessed a late fee by the company who it went to, anywhere from $500 to $5,000. 
and just last night I had cost them $21,000 in fees. I think he realized that would quickly be a problem if they had no one to wash any trailers. We ended up pulling over the guy who kinda knew how to do the job from first shift that helped train me when I started there. He took first shift and I went to second. I ended up being the highest paid employee the wet department and any department that wasn't management or QC actually in only two years of being there when there were guys who had been loaders for 15 plus years. I stayed another year or so, but eventually it was more nonsense and I had my fill. It's definitely really, really nice when a company becomes incredibly shorthanded and somebody steps in to be the hero and pick up all that slack, probably put in crazy hours but kind of saves the day. But yeah, you kind of can't just be a jerk and hope that they'll just do that for the rest of their days. I'm kind of astounded that they didn't realize that that's not sustainable. I think they really risk just totally losing OP. If you were doing crazy hours at a place where you were really the only thing they had left going for them, would you go to the highest person up you can and make demands for a raise and better conditions? Or would you rather leave that place and leave them to flounder and try to find a different place that properly gives you what you deserve? Let me know what you would do in the comments down below. Our next story is by Wreck Me Senpai. Professor fails me because my group went ghost during group project. So I was in a speech class, it was my last semester, completely online due to COVID. Our professor assigned us a group speech that we were to record and send to him by the due date. I thought it would be easy enough as he gave us two weeks to work on it and group speeches weren't anything new to me. He even made separate discussion boards for our groups that we could use to communicate. This project was worth 30% of our grade so failing this project meant you pretty much failed the course. I wanted to get it done early so we wouldn't have to worry about it. So I immediately post a message to everyone in the group asking when they're free to do a Zoom meeting to discuss the project. No reply for a few days by any of them. I then post again, this time a little more stern as it didn't seem any of them cared enough to even reply at all. I waited a few more days. At this point, we only had a week left before it was due, so I just divided up the work and posted what everyone would need to write their portion of the speech about and gave them a date and time that I would be holding a Zoom meeting for the final recording to send to the professor. Still no reply. It was now the day before the speech was to be recorded and two days before the speech was due, and my group members had not made an attempt to make contact in any form at all. So I did the only thing I could think of and emailed my professor explaining the situation. But I assumed he would not reply because throughout the entire semester, it took him over a week to reply to any emails I had sent him. I then did the entire group project on my own, which took me the entire night with no sleep. After I finished writing everyone's speech, it was around the time I had scheduled the Zoom meeting to record. I joined it out of amusement, knowing nobody in my group would be there. Sure enough, it was empty. So I did the entire speech myself, but the rubric really put emphasis on transitioning to our other group members, including saying their name. So between every section, where it would cut to a different member, I would say something like, and now my name will explain the importance of blah blah. Then mute my screen briefly as if to add a cut, put on a different hat, and continue the speech. 
I did this for all six portions of the speech. I turned in the speech shortly after and filled out the group member role sheet that was due as well. I just put my name in every box that was supposed to be a different member. A week passes and I see that he graded the project, still not replying to my previous email about the situation by the way, and he gave me a zero stating it was supposed to be a group project and me doing it solo meant I did not follow instructions. I was actually infuriated by this and knew that emailing him about the grade was as good as useless, so I went straight above him to the board of the college and explained to them what happened. They apologized and said the situation would be resolved, and within a few hours of me talking to the board, he had replied to my email three times, stating that he was sorry for the miscommunication about the project and that my grade would be corrected scolded me for going above him saying i should have just emailed him again if i couldn't get in contact with my classmates and putting blame on me for not trying harder to reach out to them the next semester i saw that he was no longer with the school my guess is that it was a habit of his to not reply to emails and he got fired for it also his corrected grade was a 70 but i was so mentally exhausted from the situation at that point that I didn't care to fight it anymore. I feel bad for OP, especially because I feel like most of us can relate. A lot of times when we're in these group projects, for some reason, people just don't want to collaborate. People just choose to willingly get the zero. And a lot of times these people are actually good students, but just because it's a group project, they shut down or for some reason choose to ignore it. And our final story of the day is by an anonymous poster. Department of Human Services caseworker and her power trip. To start the story, some background. We foster our nephew, who we knew his entire life before this. We have a dining room that's been converted to a plant reptile room. In other words, no food, toys, or anything stored or consumed in there. We have had five people from the Department of Human Services over the year into our home. Never any problems, and if there was ever a concern, they'd ask about it or say it needs to change. Zero issue, we'd agreed. Well, cue the coming compliance. We had a new caseworker come into our home for a visit. During the visit, she asked if we could drive our nephew five hours to a treatment as it would be difficult for her. It is her responsibility to get him there, not us. Again, zero issues. We all have to take care of each other. She leaves and says the visit went well. Four days later, we get a call that we've been turned in neglect of our 11-month infant. I can't get anyone to answer most of the day. Finally, our caseworker called and said she turned us in because of the litter box in the dining room and it, and it being a hazard to our baby. We have so many barricades and gates, as well as she's always with someone. I asked why she didn't tell us when she was there. She said she wasn't obligated. Fast forward a month, I get a message asking if we're still driving our nephew to the treatment. I replied, I feel that it would put my daughter in danger driving in these conditions. She immediately had to stand down and agree because I stated my daughter's safety. Pushing it would have appeared as if she didn't care for her safety despite her complaint. And a complaint in bad faith to child services is a $5,000 fine. Don't bite the hand of people you just asked to help you. What I'm really failing to understand here is... Why is there no good faith at all being put forward to these parents as far as the situations they create around the household to keep the baby safe in regards to the litter box? I feel like there has to be some kind of tweak that they can do because it's not fair. Like OP said, they have baby gates and barricades. 
but those aren't permanent fixtures if somebody's there watching, holding the baby, keeping an eye on them, and thus the gates aren't up when the caseworker comes over. That doesn't seem fair to me. Either way though, considering it's literally their job to make sure the kid gets there, and them acting like a jerk, it's hard for me to have any sympathy for them. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.